Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want to continue talking about your purpose. Um, I'm really, really excited about the meeting with Dr. Rob and Dr. Avanzini, October the 7th through the 10th. I really, really want to see you guys in the building. I know a lot of you, you know, um, this, this, this meeting is going to change your life. Saturday morning breakfast with Dr. Avanzini. We're going to have a, everybody come. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. It's going to be a life-changing event. So make plans to attend. These guys will make sure they, they give you all the information during service so you'll know where to go and when. And I'm excited about it. Your assignment, man, tonight is going to be really good. So please share this. Share it right now. Please. Will require seasons of preparation. Wow. Your assignment will require seasons of preparation. You're not born qualified. You become qualified. Now you're born called. Okay? Got gifts in you. Callings in you. But you have to qualify your calling by showing up. It's true. So your assignment, your God-given purpose is going to require seasons of preparation. That right there will eliminate a lot of your frustration. I don't understand the season of life I'm in. It's probably got something to do with the preparation for what you've been called to do. As much as sometimes that's unpopular, that's the truth. You look at guys like Moses. Moses doesn't start his ministry till he's 80. The first 40 years, he was learning wisdom from the Egyptians. It's pretty wild. He's seen the might. You, you know, this is all, everything I tell you is scriptural. So I think, like, let me pull this up so you can see this. Because I think it's important that you get an understanding of this stuff. Because I think sometimes if you see it in the Word of God, it kind of lets you go like, oh, okay, I see it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want you to be, I don't want to like, kind of like, just go so fast, you missed it. Okay? Look at Acts 7.22. Okay? And you can read in the King James. It's great in the King James. It says this, And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. And when he was full 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren and the children of Israel. So he spent 40 years preparation right there. I'm telling you, right? That's pretty wild stuff right there. I think, right? That's Acts 7. Let me give you these for the note takers. And we're in no hurry. You know, we're, I don't want to be in a rush and we go too fast and we miss that. Acts 7, 22 and 23. Then you see something. He spent another 40 years learning the lessons of, of leadership in the priesthood. And you find that in Exodus 3 and 1. Exodus 3 and 1. In Exodus 3 1, um, you see a great. Um, and I, it just makes sense. You know what I mean? In Exodus 3 and 1, I'm trying to open this up so I can get you here. 
so the faster we get there, the easier we can see this. Because how many know I'm kind of, I don't want to be stalling with you. Exodus 3 and 1. Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest. See that? He was learning the priesthood. He learned the ministry. Okay, he was learning. If you read Acts 7, 30 and 31, it says this. And when the 40 years expired, now he's at this another he's at this he's at this crossroad of growth, right? After 40 years, then appeared in the wilderness the Sinai, an angel of the Lord, in the flame of the fire of the bush. Amen said that the angel was a flaming fire. Moses, when he saw it, wondered as drew near, and the voice of the Lord came in him. Isn't that great? So 80 years, Moses is being trained. That's preparation, preparation, preparation. Right? Think about that. The first 40 years, he was a general in the Egyptian army. During his second 40 years, he was a shepherd of hundreds of sheep. He was being prepared. You've been prepared. Jesus got prepared. 30 years preparing for what? Three years. Three and a half years of ministry. That's not popular. But if you look at this, check this out. The apostle um, Paul paraphrases this and makes this very known that he invested years of preparation into understanding the generation that he was called to and the God that he was serving. Right? Wow. You find this in Philippians chapter 3, verse 4 through 6. Philippians 3. Let's look at this. This is going to really help you. Philippians 3. You go to verse 4. You get through verse... Though I might also have confidence in the flesh if any other man think that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I can trust in my flesh more. I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, that what? In Hebrew of Hebrews, he's talking about it. As touching the law, I was a Pharisee. He's saying I was brilliant and all that. He wasn't arrogantly boasting, but he was explaining, if anybody should be qualified, it's me, but I'm not qualified because of this, this, this side of me that does. Concerning zeal, I persecuted the church. Touching the righteousness which is in the law, I've been blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I've counted in the loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Isn't that awesome? What is he saying? He's saying, man, yeah, yo, that I did, even though I did have all this, even though I was all that, God had preparation for me, even though it wasn't always comfortable. Right? So now, this really hit me, and I want to talk about this, because I think if you don't know this, it, it gets odd for you. I'm going to talk about a bunch of seasons of life that you have to sometimes walk through that are not comfortable. Okay? And when this happens, a lot of times I think because we don't understand that the season is preparational, we feel like we've made, I don't know if we feel like we're missing it, we failed, or 
we're being, I don't know, we disqualified or we're punished or whatever the heaven's going on. I don't know. I think we all go through it. I don't know exactly why, but in Second um, Timothy, um, he says that we go through the afflictions for the gospel according to the power of God. That's 2 Timothy 1.8. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Wow. How I many you know that's kind of deep? That's not, So write this down. You and me are going to go through seasons of affliction. Boy, this is not going to be popular, but boy, this sure does minister, doesn't it? What do you mean a season of affliction? Well, Mark chapter 4 says, affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake. So if you got word, you got a promise, you, you've got a God-given plan, you've got a God-given destiny, you've got a God-given whatever, how many of you know you're going to have to walk through some pressure? Affliction is pressure. You find that word in Mark chapter 4. Okay? We can go there. We got plenty of time. I kind of like this because I'm not I'm not going to take I'm not going to give you I got a lot of these, man. And I don't want to be in a rush because some of you are in that season of affliction. You're like, how do I get out of this thing? Hang on to the word. I'm in this season of pressure. How do I get out? Hang on to the word. You see that in Mark 4. Right? And he talks about these. Mark, Mark verse 4. Um, we can start with verse um, 14. Mark 4, 14. When you see this, I think it's going to help you. I'm going to add a couple of things to my notes here. Praise the Lord Jesus. Okay? So here it is. Ready? And, and, and the sower. I love that, right? And the sower. How many know the sower sows the word? You know that. Come on, my, I got my Bible school students in here. Sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside, right? The sower sows the word. My God in heaven, he sure does, doesn't he? And and what does it say about that? It says, and these are by the wayside where the word of God is sown, preached, heard. But when they've heard, Satan comes immediately, takes away the word that was sown in their heart. And these are they likewise, which are what? Woohoo! That are what? And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Okay, I'm happy. I got excited about it. But have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction and or persecution, this is affliction, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, Immediately they are offended. So what does he say? Affliction's coming for the word. So you don't think you're going to go through a season of affliction? You better believe you are. Hanging on to that word. Now affliction, fancy word. We'll pull it up in the Greek just to make everybody happy. Because how I many you know knowledge produces power? Don't it? Affliction and persecution. Look at this, look at this. Have no root in themselves. Woo! Afterwards, what, what? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Affliction. Ready for affliction? Greek word for affliction. I love it. Right? Pressure. 
How many got some pressure? Burden. How about Thayer's definition? Pressing, pressing together, oppression, affliction, tribulation, distress. Wow! That's a lot of stuff, huh? That's some pressure right there. Pressure that we need to overcome. Pressure we need to get a breakthrough in. Pressure that needs to subside. I'm telling you how you get that. So that thing's coming for the word's sake. That's what he said about the sower. He said the sower sows the word. Well, what do you mean he sows the word? Well, he sows the word. And guess what happens when you sow the word? You get some pressure. Guess what happens when you get some pressure? It ain't going to be no fun. Amen? But you got to live through the pressure. Why? Because there's seasons of affliction. Now, you can see all through the Bible, men and women of God who have walked through seasons of affliction come out the other side with the victory. But how many people immediately get offended and quit? That's what First 17 said. Right? Immediately they get offended and quit. So you got to be careful for offense. So this is the key. The pressure point of offense is coming. Don't get offended. That's how that thing works. Whew. I know that ain't easy, but it's true. Right? I'm just going to give you a couple of these. Because these are heavy. So, Pastor Chris, how do I avoid affliction? You can't. That's the crazy thing. You cannot avoid affliction. Now, I'm going to read something to you. Check this out. I like this. and I found this. Um, and I want you to see this. Um, you, could, you could tell God when you're afflicted, He's going to help you. Okay. You can see this. I, I, I like this one scripture better than the other. Um, Psalms 106.44 Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. He regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. So what is that telling you? That's telling you that when you you feel afflicted or you feel like you're in that pressure, if you call upon the Lord, He will satisfy you with help. That's what He promised to do. So sometimes you go through seasons of pressure and you don't understand why. Well, just notice God knows that in the middle of that season of pressure, He's going to give you ability to get out. Amen? And I'm telling you what, if you don't think the season of pressure is coming, you don't. You, you, I'm telling you it is. Now listen, you might say in the midst of this thing, well, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to go through it. Well, everybody's got to go through it. Well, I don't want to experience it. Well, everybody's got to experience it. Well, you know, I don't like it. Well, I got news for you. Nobody likes it. It's the way it goes. Sometimes, you know what I mean. You can't really avoid it. Okay. It's something you got to walk through. There's going to be also a season of, I, you know, I like to call it like almost separation. There's going to be a season of separation. There's going to be a season when things kind of you go to another level and not everybody around you wants to go there. That's the easiest, that is the easiest way to say it. You separate, and not because of separation, but you separate because you have different priorities. Those things are really hard. 
Oh my God, it's crazy. You separate. And I don't know about you, but you know, this journey ain't easy. I don't know if you've noticed that sometimes when you, when you follow God, you separate yourself from people that don't want to go on with God. And sometimes that happens. You got to go through that thing um, no matter what's going on. And, and I promise you this, man, this stuff, this stuff isn't easy, but it sure is helpful. Well, you know, I had friends. Well, when you greatly desire to see the things of God in your life and you, you, you seek God. Man, I remember when I first got saved, you know, everybody was kind of saved together and it was cool. And everybody was kind of like all at the different levels. And then all of a sudden I said, I'm going on to follow after God at another level. And the minute I did, people kind of ostracized themselves from me because I was running at a pace that they, they didn't keep up. And let me tell you, it wasn't that I didn't want them. I was going to help them keep up. They just didn't want to. You know, it'd be like jogging, you know. And if I'm jogging with you and you're faster than me, you know what I mean? Or I'm faster than you. Man, I'll slow down so you can keep up. But you ever get to this point where like you slow down and then they're, they're just there and they don't want to go for it. And then they slow down even more. And they slow down even more. And they slow down even more. And now you're basically walking because they can't run. How long can you do that before you got to separate from the back? Now, isolation and separation for just for the sake of it is not healthy. But for a goal and a purpose, sometimes you're going to separate by faith. You're just going to be like, I'm going for it. You'll find new people at the next level, but you can't take everybody from this season into the next season. It just doesn't work. And you have to understand that me following the plan of God is going to be me separating it's wild separating myself from the things that are holding me back it's the only way to do it there's really no other way to do it it's um it has to be and if you don't separate you'll stay with the pack it's not easy um some of you had to separate from people in your family serving god some of you had to separate from a geography maybe where you grew up because to serve God, you know, God just got you out, out of the place where you were. It's not the simplest season. It's not the easiest season. But my God in heaven, it's a needed season. So there's, you have, you're going to go through the season of affliction. You're going to walk through the season of being separated. And I want to talk about separate a little bit more. Because Jesus made it clear. And he kind of talks about it. You know, he says, um, um, you know, he talks about it right here. I mean, just, he said it better than I did. Um, I think the best way to do it is... Um, I want to put this... I want to get this. Because, you know, Jesus was really clear about this. Um... <clears throat> you, can, you can find it in, uh, you, you can go here you gotta make sure you don't harden your heart with all this stuff um, because I think the thing that you gotta realize is that the separation is for the calling and when you know that it helps you because otherwise 
you don't you just like well why do i got to do this well sometimes to do what you're called to do you can't take everybody with you and you can't hang around everybody it's like an olympic athlete isn't jerking around all day he's on a mission and a goal correct now look at this I, i'm looking for this 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 one i want you to have yeah i want you that's what i want to matthew 19. so i want you to look at this um matthew 19 27. matthew 19 27. Then answered Peter. Did you find that? I want to put that in here to season the separation. I'm going to put this in the notes. So this way, we're going to start giving you down the, uh, opportunities to have the notes. You could download them. So this way, you could kind of like you know, you could kind of know where we got them from. So we're trying to do some more things to make it easy for you, especially for Bible study night. Okay. Then answered Peter. Say it, and said, "We left everything." Now this was the rich young ruler they started off with. That joker is like, "I'm not. I'm not giving all my money away." You know what I mean? So you can forget that. And then they go on down later. It started with the rich young ruler, right? He said, I'm not giving my... Jesus said, give away everything. He said, no, nah, I ain't doing that. You see you later. Peace out, Jesus. And Jesus said, peace be with you. Bye. And then answered Peter and said, we've forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? Now look at Jesus. This is why when people don't talk about prosperity for following the gospel, they don't know what they're talking about. Peter said... Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, I forsook everything, and I followed you. What do we get? Jesus said, And verily I say unto you, that you which have followed me in the regeneration, what the Son of Man, listen to this, shall sit in the throne of his glory. You also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Now watch this, 19, 24, 29, I'm sorry. And everyone that hath forsaken houses, brethren, sisters, father, mother, wife, children, lands, for my sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. He said the guy that sacrifices, the guy that what? The guy that separates. Because sometimes you give it up. You got to give it up. You shall receive what? Way more. So I want you to kind of think about these things because I believe with all, every fiber of my being, that this is the stuff we need to talk about sometimes because people don't realize, well, you know, Pastor Chris, you know, I don't know how committed I could be to some of this stuff. Well, Jesus said, hey, look, man, you're going to have to go through some affliction. And everybody hates the affliction. Everybody's like, why do I got to go through the pressure? Why can't I just be? Because some of this stuff goes along with your calling and, and some of it's trying to stop the enemy from robbing you of your destiny. You got to think of it all. It's all in the package, dude. I'm telling you. Listen to me, man. I'm serious, right? It all goes right in this vortex of, you know, I'm in the affliction and it stinks. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it, right? I'm in the separation and I got to let loose. Yeah, I know. It's tough. So the key to this thing, no matter what, is always remember this, that there's going to be seasons. I got a bunch more. I'm going to talk to you about the season of warfare, the season of suffering, the season of pressing through your carnal desires. These are all tests of faith that you have to pass to finish your race and fulfill your assignment and fulfill your purpose. So I want to take time and I'm going to pray for you right now. 
And I want you to know that if you start putting these principles together, say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. Jesus, I'm going to walk with you. Jesus, I'm going to allow you to be everything in my life, especially in this arena of assignment. You're going to see your life change. Let me pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person watching right now. I thank you they're going to walk in their assignment. They're going to walk in their destiny. They're going to walk in their purpose. They're going to walk in their plan. And they are going to walk in the greatness that you have for them because they are going to check in on the daily to make sure they're fulfilling their God-given purpose. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.